0: evidence and answers are mormons christian also they come to my house and are always so pleasant but i heard they don't believe the same things i do what is the truth about their faith i really want to know you're tuned to evidence and answers with your host pat zucran pat is an author teacher and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. In today's episode of Evidence and Answers, we will address the topic of Mormonism and what their doctrine is regarding God. Now with this fascinating message, here's Pat Zukran.
1: Not long ago I was sitting at a dinner when I was joined by a very delightful couple sitting next to me and we struck up a conversation and he asked me what is it I do and I said well I'm in the Christian ministry. And he said, Well, so am I. What do you do? And I explained to him, I'm in the realm of something called Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. Now, when he heard that, this delightful young man just jumped for joy, got out of his seat, said, Honey, honey, this man, Pat, does everything I am studying to become. This guy is a Christian apologist. Everything I am studying is to do exactly what Pat is doing today. And I. I hadn't seen anyone react to my job like that. And I said, well, what church are you with? And he looked at me and said, I'm a Christian just like you. I'm part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a Mormon. And with that, you could see my face and my heart kind of sunk. And I said, oh, well, that's very interesting. And we began a short dialogue. And he said, you know, I listen to the Bible Answer Man and Ravi Zacharias and all these Christian apologists. It's exactly what I want to be. And then we were quiet for a moment he said you know I listen to these guys and sometimes they say Mormonism is a cult it should not be considered a Christian denomination what do you think is Mormonism a cult you know and that was the million dollar question of the night are Mormons Christian that is the issue I had to address and I have to address on numerous occasions you know one of the most influential churches coming out of America is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the Mormon Church. It was begun here in the mid-1800s in the United States by a man who claimed to be a prophet, Joseph Smith, and it has grown to be a huge, multi-billion-dollar organization which sends out thousands of missionaries every year throughout the world. Now, one of the big public campaigns of the Mormon Church is to identify themselves and have themselves recognized as another Christian denomination. Well, are they a Christian denomination? Should we consider them as brothers and sisters in the Lord? Well, let's take a look at some of their very basic doctrines. And in this series, we're going to look at some of the basic doctrines of the Mormon Church to see if they should be considered Christian or something else. We're going to look at just four basic areas their doctrine of God, their doctrine of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of man. And their doctrine of salvation. Four very basic arenas we're going to look at and see if they indeed match up with biblical teaching. If they do, they should be considered another Christian denomination and our brothers in the Lord. If not, we need to point out what are some of the serious differences that would disqualify them from being part of the biblical Christian body of Jesus Christ. So let's take a look at the first, the Mormon doctrine of God. What do they teach regarding their belief, their theology in the doctrine of God? Let's take a look. Now, Christianity and Judaism, the Old and New Testament, have always taught monotheism, the belief that there is one God who created all things. Deuteronomy 6 4, the great Shema states, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God the Lord is one and throughout the Old and New Testament the Bible has always taught that there is only one God who created all things well what does Mormonism teach Mormonism teaches polytheism Mormonism believes that there are hundreds if not thousands of gods who rule on other planets throughout the universe that God was once a man like you and I who through his good life attained godhood and that there are many gods who inhabit the universe let me quote to you some of the most important sources of authority in the mormon church now i'm going to be quoting here from some of the most authoritative works in the mormon church the inspired scriptures the book of mormon the doctrine and covenants and the pearl of great price also another key book that i'm going to be referring a lot to is the theology book of Mormonism called Mormon Doctrine. You can get it on the internet, or if you see a copy there at the used bookstore, it's a very handy tool to pick up. It's their theology book called Mormon Doctrine. And another one is the Gospel Through the Ages, one of the textbooks all Mormons go through before they get prepared to go through the temple ceremonies. And also, I will be quoting from the sermons and the teachings of the past presidents and apostles of the church. So those are some of the sources that I will be quoting throughout this study. Now as I stated Christianity and Judaism Old and New Testament has always thought that there's one God or monotheism. Mormonism teaches polytheism. Mormon doctrine states when it comes when you look at the section on the doctrine of God. Mormon doctrine once again their theology book states this a plurality of God's exists there is an infinite number of holy personages drawn from worlds without number who have passed on to exaltation and are thus gods so here Bruce R McConkie who was one of the leading theologians and defend apologist for the Mormon Church writes that there are numerous number of gods who were once men who through their good life attained exaltation unto Godhood. Chapter 4 and 5 of the book of Abraham tells the creation story. In the book of the Pearl of Great Price, in the book of Abraham, chapters 4 and 5 tells the creation story. And over 50 times, it refers to gods in the plural form. And they, the God said, let there be light. And they, the God said, on and on over 50 times, they quote a plurality of gods so mormonism teaches polytheism or a more accurate term is called henotheism henotheism is a form of polytheism that says there are many gods but we only worship one particular God that would be more accurate to what mormonism believes they believe that there are innumerable number of gods that rule the planets throughout the universe but they focus their attention on the three gods of this planet the father son and holy ghost so when you're talking to your mormon friend they may state no we're monotheists like you we worship the father the son and the holy ghost well they're not being completely honest they believe that a plurality thousands of gods exist throughout the universe but they focus their worship on the three gods of this planet so they think they're monotheists but really A more accurate term would be their henotheist. It's a form of polytheism. Now, Mormonism also has a very different doctrine of the Trinity than what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that there is one God revealed in three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God revealed in three persons. One in nature, three in person. That's the doctrine of the Trinity the mormon doctrine is quite different mormonism teaches that there are innumerable number of gods but over this planet there are three gods who make up the godhead so this is not a trinity this is called tritheism three gods who rule over the planet once again mormon doctrine the theology book of mormonism states this three separate personages father son and holy ghost comprise the godhead As each of these persons is a god, it is evident from this standpoint alone that a plurality of gods exists. To us speaking in the proper finite sense, these three are the only gods we worship. But in addition, there is an infinite number of holy personages drawn from worlds without number who have passed on to exaltation and are thus gods. Joseph Smith in his teachings denounced the doctrine of the Trinity in the teachings of joseph smith he states many men say there is one god the father the son and the holy ghost are only one god i say that is a strange god anyhow three in one and one in three so joseph smith clearly denounced the biblical teaching of the trinity mormonism also teaches that god was not eternally and always god god actually has a beginning in fact. God, the Father of this planet, was once a man like you and I, who through his good life attained exaltation unto godhood. A famous saying is stated by the fifth president, Lorenzo Snow, the fifth president of Mormonism, and he succinctly stated the theology of God according to Mormonism. He stated, as man now is, God once was. As God now is, man may become. The Doctrine and Covenants, chapter 130, verse 22 states, God is a glorified and perfected man, a personage of flesh and bones. So God is a glorified man. He is a man who attained exaltation unto godhood and dwells in heaven as a man. Now, a man of flesh and bones. Joseph Smith, in his book, The Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, writes this, God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man and sits enthroned in yonder heavens I'm gonna tell you how God came to be God we have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity I will refute that idea and take away the veil so that you may see he was once a man like us yea that God himself the Father dwelt on an earth the same as Jesus Christ himself did bring him young in the book The Teachings of the Presidents of the Church. Brigham Young, the second president of the Mormon Church, writes this, that God the Father was once a man on another planet who passed the ordeal we are now passing through. Bruce R. McConkie, once again the theologian of the Mormon Church, in his book Mormon Doctrine writes this, Man and God are of the same race and is within the power of righteous man to become like his father, that is to become a holy man a man of holiness so there you see in those quotes that God was once a man like you and I who lived on another planet who passed through the trials and ordeals we're passing through and through his good life he attained exaltation unto Godhood I was sharing this with my Mormon friend and he said no no we're monotheists we believe in the same thing you do and I explained to him the difference between the Mormon definition of God and what the Bible teaches about God, that God is eternal. He's always been. that He's never had a beginning. He'll never have an end. And he was not a man like us. He was always God from eternity past and will always be God. And then at first he agreed with everything I said. And I said, Mormonism teaches something different. And he said, no, it does not. But then I began quoting these sources. And then you could see that he realized he really wasn't going to be able to get away with what he was saying and really there's some huge differences between the Mormon understanding of God and what the Bible teaches about God and so finally he looked at me and he said well Pat let me tell you a story a son went up to his father one day and said daddy when I grow up I want to be just like you what would a loving father say Pat would he say no don't ever become like me I don't want you to become anything like me no a loving father would say sure I want you to follow exactly in my footsteps that would make me proud isn't that what our Heavenly Father wants of us, Pat? And I said, our Heavenly Father would like us to become holy as He is holy, but we can never become exactly as He is. He is infinite and far beyond us. We'll live eternally with Him, but He's God and He'll always be God and the only God and creator of the universe. We will never reach exaltation to Godhood and become exactly like Him. So there is a big difference there when it comes to our understanding of the doctrine of god between christianity and mormonism also in mormonism because god was once a man god is also evolving and growing the journal of discourses which is a record of the teachings of the president's the journal of discourses book 6 verse 120 states god himself is increasing and progressing in knowledge power and dominion and will do so worlds without end now not only is god evolving Mormonism teaches that God has a physical body of flesh and bones. Doctrine and Covenants chapter 130 verse 22 says God is a glorified and perfected man a personage of flesh and bones inside his tangible body is an eternal spirit. So if you went up to heaven today And went up to God the Father, according to Mormonism, you would be able to give him a big hug because he is a physical being, a being of flesh and bones. And I'll explain why that's necessary in just a few moments. But in chapter 4 of John, Jesus stated, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now one of the reasons why God must be a physical being is that Mormonism teaches that God is also a sexual polygamist that God is creating spirit children with his many spirit wives producing spirit children who await physical bodies to inhabit so that they may inhabit these physical bodies upon this earth and make the journey to exaltation to Godhood as he did as well Doctrine and Covenants chapter 132 states if a man marry a wife by my word he shall come forth in the first resurrection and if it be after the first resurrection in the next resurrection and shall inherit thrones kingdoms principalities then they shall be God's the man and woman then they shall be God's because they have no end once again Bruce R McConkie, a theologian of the Mormon Church and Mormon doctrine writes an exalted and glorified man of holiness could not be a father unless a woman of like glory perfection and holiness was associated with him as a mother the beginning of children makes a man a father and a woman a mother, whether we are dealing with man in his mortal or immortal state. So God has a physical body so that He can have relations with His wives to produce spirit children that they may inhabit physical bodies and make the journey to Godhood as well. James Talmage, one of the key leaders early in the Mormon church writes this, we are to understand." that only resurrected and glorified beings can become parents of spirit offspring and the spirits born to them in the eternal worlds will pass in due sequence through their several stages or states by which the glorified parents have attained exaltation he writes that in the articles of faith so you can see mormonism teaches that god is married with multiple wives they're producing spirit children or some teach that god has just one wife and he's up there producing spirit children who await physical bodies to inhabit so that they can also make the journey unto Godhood now that contradicts clear biblical teaching here Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 39 says the Lord he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath there is none else there are no other gods out there and God does not have a female partner with whom he's reproducing spirit children second samuel chapter 7 verse 22 says therefore thou art great o lord god for there is none like thee neither is there any god beside thee isaiah chapter 45 verse 5 the bible states i'm the lord there is none else there is no god beside me so the bible teaches that there is one God who created all things. He does not have a female partner and that there are not an innumerable number of gods that inhabit planets throughout the universe. God has always been God. There never was a time where he was not the eternal God and creator of the universe. He was not a man who evolved unto Godhood. The Bible teaches that God from eternity past has always been God and has dwelt eternally and will always be God and that we are his creatures we are part of his creation and will never attain exaltation to become another God like him there there is a big difference there in the teaching in the doctrine of God between Mormonism and what the Bible teaches one of the most powerful scriptures is Isaiah 43 verse 10 which states you are my witnesses declares the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe in me and understand that I am he before me no God was formed nor shall there be any after me God makes it clear there were no gods before him he's eternally been God and there will not be any after him I remember sharing this verse with three Mormon missionaries And they were sitting there in the chair across from me, and we had gotten through the teachings that show the difference between what the Bible teaches and what Mormonism teaches. And they still held to the idea that they believed that God was once a man who through his good life became a God, and that good Mormon men could also reach the exaltation unto Godhood. That is when I read Isaiah 43, verse 10. And I read the verse which said, Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. And I looked at them, and I could see in their eyes that they were devastated because the hope of every Mormon man is one day to reach exaltation unto Godhood. And I looked at them, and I said, God makes it clear. Before me, there were no gods before him, and after him, there will not be any. There will not be men who become exalted unto Godhood like God. And I said, this verse clearly contradicts the gospel hope that Mormonism teaches here and you could see that they were quite devastated after looking at that verse another verse is Isaiah 44 verse 6 God says thus is the Lord the King of Israel and his Redeemer the Lord of hosts I am the first and I am the last besides me there is no God who is like me let him proclaim it let him declare and set it before me since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not nor be afraid. Have I not told you from old and declared it? Are you my witnesses? Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. God doesn't know of anyone else like him in all of creation. You know, I shared that with my Mormon friend and he said, well, God is just not wanting us to worship other gods. That's all that God is saying, not that there's no other God out there. And I said, well, look at the verse very carefully. God says, is there any God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. God is saying he doesn't know of any other being like him out there in the universe. If there are others out there and God knows it and he's telling us that I know not any, then God would be deceiving and lying to us. And with that, he was quite quiet. And I said, You need to look at that verse in its context very carefully and interpret it correctly according to the laws of interpretation. Finally, Isaiah 45 5 says, I am the Lord, there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I equip you, though you do not know me, that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. It can't be clearer in the Bible that there is one God who has created all things and that there are no other beings like Him anywhere in all of creation. So when you're sharing with your Mormon friends and family members one of the best things to do is to point out here the big difference we have in the doctrine of God. You need to quote the sources I quoted showing that Mormonism believes in a plurality of God. They have a polytheistic doctrine of God, that the universe is filled with many gods who were once men who attained exaltation unto godhood, that their doctrine of the Trinity is very different from what the Bible teaches. It's a tritheism, not a trinity, that God is married and producing spirit children to inhabit physical bodies for this planet so that these mortal beings can also make the journey unto godhood you need to point out these differences this is what mormonism teaches and then you need to show what the bible teaches it's important to be able to quote these mormon sources because often many mormons do not know that this is the theology of the mormon church or if you're speaking to a typical mormon missionary he'll do everything he can to sound like a christian and will not reveal these kinds of teachings to him. And though you explain to them this is what mormonism teaches they may just deny it right there in front of you but once you start quoting their authoritative sources it is then the conversation changes and become much more honest and then you can begin to share the big differences between the mormon theology of god and what the bible teaches so to get these sources you can go to my website at evidenceandanswers.org and Find these articles on the Mormon Doctrine of God, the Mormon Doctrine of Jesus, the Mormon Doctrine of Salvation and others where I quote these sources and you can get these references directly or you can ask for the Mormon and Christian witnessing tool that we have on that website and you can download it or I'll send it to you and it's a very effective tool in witnessing to Mormons. Next time when we come together we're going to take a look at the Mormon Doctrine of Jesus, the Mormon Doctrine of of man and the Mormon doctrine of salvation. So I hope that you'll join us here again for this series on Mormonism, here on Evidence and Answers.
0: Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers radio broadcast. This concludes Pat's study on Mormonism's Doctrine of God. If you found this broadcast to be a blessing, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on the generous donations from you, our listeners. Log on to our website at evidenceandanswers.org. We have a wide variety of resources available for you. Also, for the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, click on the Donate button on the light of your homepage. Join us again next time on the air or online for more evidence and answers.